Welcome back to the Persuasion Pitch Podcast, or if you are new, welcome. I'm your host, Jess, and here we dig into scams, other unethical business practices, and cults. Hello again, everyone. So I have been trying to record this episode or I should say preparing to record this episode for quite a while now because there are some things that have to be addressed within the anti-MLM movement, anti-MLM community, whatever you want to call it. There are some very large creators that are doing unethical things. If you have not seen Kat Benson's video about what another large creator did with a huge, huge following spreading medical misinformation. That's not all of it. That's dangerous and can absolutely harm someone. But there's other things that I want to address. If you are an anti-MLM activist, then you call out unethical behavior, unethical companies, and business practices. But there are some that turn around And they do the very thing that they are calling out. They are doing things that are extremely, extremely unethical. So I'm going to go over some of those things today. I actually made a list, so I'm going to go down and, and read from it. So the first thing that I put down was having fake giveaways to boost themselves on social media. So let me go ahead and explain this one. There is a large creator that had a giveaway on their Instagram page and had people donate to that giveaway, and not one person won a thing. They kept everything for themselves. That is absolutely disgusting behavior. But then again, they turn around and they call out unethical behavior. But I digress. This same large creator, they had a competition, I guess another giveaway, kind of, where people went onto their YouTube channel and they played a game. And people were going to win an actual game, the Boss Babe game that came out not too long ago. But no one ever got their prize whenever they won. That same creator, along with another creator, they did ads on their Instagram to sell things and did not disclose that they were ads. Whenever myself and others called them out in Instagram stories, they quickly edited the post to put hashtag ad. Whenever myself and others, and Mobby did so much of the work here, I definitely cannot take all the credit or not, I mean, just a baby portion of the credit I can take, but they, um, Another thing is taking credit for things that other people accomplish. And I'm going to give an example. Whenever Boo, Black Oxygen Organic, shut down, there was a Facebook group that was created by Mombi, Kira. And I was an admin, or I am an admin of that group. And there was the same individual that had the fake giveaway they had people say, you did such an amazing job with taking down this company. They did absolutely zero to take down that company and they did not correct them at all. They also lied about when they became anti-MLM. I know it's not a huge deal, but it's just another thing to add to it. 
Something else that is very important to address is when someone has a YouTube channel, podcast, whatever it may be, any type of anti-MLM content and someone else leaves an MLM, they are so quick to jump on, hey, do you want to come on my podcast? Do you want to do a video with me? Whenever they don't even give them a chance to heal. I have never once went to someone as soon as they left an MLM and said, hey, do you want to be on my podcast? I mean, they know that these are cults and it does take time. They're not just people that you just want to extract um, information from in order to use for content, the content in which you're getting paid off of. It's also extremely concerning as well as disgusting for some creators to platform racists and ableists because I've seen that as well. Yet all of these individuals and well, most of them, they are put on a pedestal. And people are like, you know what? They're they so amazing. They are the, the, the queen of anti-MLM. Whenever you talk about people like that, whenever you start to follow people and you think that they know all of this stuff in which they do know some things, but you have to really and truly look in to who you're following and who you're suggesting for others to follow. Okay, so the next thing I want to talk about is a website. There is a website that was created by a fellow anti-MLM advocate. And this website, okay, so let me just kind of try to explain this from you know the beginning. All right, so there's a website that came up that was created by them. And... This was whenever the comment, uh, the comments were opened for the Federal Trade Commission to submit a comment, and that's when it popped up. So one of my friends who is fluent in Spanish and English, they translated everything for them, and um, somebody else actually it was two other people besides them. Uh, translated everything for them. And not only did they do all of this work for them, they asked them to pitch in for part of the domain. So they did that all while they're driving traffic to this website to submit a comment. And after you like type it out, it just goes straight to the FTC website. And you can just submit the comments straight on the FTC website. You do not have to go through this. They are running ads, like ads everywhere. So they're profiting off of the website. They use people to do all kinds of work on the website. And they had these people pitch in for the website. Did they say thank you for doing this? No. Did they credit them? No. And when I say they're trying to drive people to this website, it's like they are trying to drive people to this website. I even shared a link on how to submit a comment straight to the FTC through the FTC website. And they put on their Instagram stories, um, you know, use this other website. Don't use the Federal Trade Commission website. Okay, so I do want to talk about something else, but really fast before I forget, I do want to say that my friend who did a lot of this translation for this website, who donated money 
um, I'm going to leave a link to her YouTube video in the description of this so everyone can go watch it and get a better idea of everything that I'm talking about because they explain it very, very well. Okay, so the next thing that I want to talk about is a faceless troll account that has popped up on Instagram and watches people's stories. Now, you can say you can block them and they won't be able to watch your stories. You can block new accounts they make, but that is not true. They are using a website to where they can go onto someone, they can type in someone's Instagram handle and they can watch all of their stories and see all of their posts, even if you have them blocked and they can save it. I know for a fact that is what they're doing because I know the website that they are using. So this troll account, it it was created a while back to expose um, um, someone who left an MLM. And I'm not saying that someone does or does not need to be exposed, but this this handle also has went on these Instagram story rants about other people. Keep in mind, like I said, this is a faceless account. No one knows who it is. So I took it upon myself to do a forgot password ordeal down, you know, in Instagram, you log out, you say forgot password. So I did that to this account. And I did see the last two digits of their phone number. And I think it gave me like one letter of the first letter of their email. So take this with a grain of salt because people can have many different, um, people can have the same two last digits of the number and the same letter of, you know, the first letter of an email. But I did this on someone else's account. It's another podcaster and the numbers matched. I did this on their personal account as well as their podcast account. The numbers matched. Do I think personally, in my opinion, they created this account? Yes, I do. Do I think that, you know, other people besides this individual are logging in to make these posts on the troll account? Yeah, I, I do. I do think that. Now, this um, has been going on for a very long time, and everyone already knows this stems from the MLM police. And I'm just going to go ahead and name drop because, honestly, I'm over it. And, and I don't want to name drop. A, and I would have name dropped like two weeks ago. But the thing is, is they've calmed down and I just don't want the shit. I don't want to be stalked and harassed like I have been since 2020. And like my friend, um, Mommy, has been since 2020. So I really don't want to name drop. I just want to say that these creators and one of them is a very large creator has over 200,000 followers on TikTok and has a podcast of their own and you know who I'm talking about if you have been involved with anti MLM for any amount of time you know who I'm talking about so this individual is I mean unethical does not even scrape the surface of it so just know who you are following. 
I mean, you know, they talk about not you know, not disclosing. And I said this at the very beginning of my episode, so I'm sure that you know who I'm talking about. And just like I said, I don't want any more of the shit. And, you know, it's I don't want any more of it. I just feel like people on the outside need to know that. And, and I hope that all of you guys trust me that there are some extremely, extremely unethical people that are doing anti-MLM. I do feel like they started out doing this to help others, but as time went on and not even much time went on, they, they saw that they could profit off of this and they began lying. And I'm sure, I don't want to say I'm sure, but basically I don't think that they even report to the FTC industries and advertising. And that's the only way we're going to take these companies down. I think that they are just doing this for content and to monetize it. And I've heard them say numerous times that they're doing this that to, you know, they want to find their niche. And I even went into a Zoom meeting where someone said that they were hired to find a way or hired to look at different options, I should say, for this specific individual to monetize more of their content. And I want to reiterate this and make this a very clear. I do not want to drag this out. I just feel like my listeners who have been listening to me since I started this podcast in December of 2020 need to know that they need to be careful. And I want everyone to know that there have been things that have been going on scenes. And this is honestly the last time I'm going to talk about it. I've been done with it, but I started recording this specific episode a while ago and I just never got around to finishing it. And I just really wanted to, you know, to finish everything. I'm not trying to cancel anyone. I don't believe in cancel culture. All I am saying Again, all I am saying is that I want everyone to please be cautious. There are people, like I just explained to you, that are in this. There are people like those people, individuals who have the mentality of an elementary school student. This is like petty, it's childish, and it's it's really disgusting, honestly. But I just felt like I just needed to tell everyone. Now, if there are people who know that these individuals are doing things that are unethical, I'm just going to say this. Birds of a feather flock together. Show me your friends and I'll tell you who you are. Lay down with the dogs. Wake up with the fleas. I can go on all day. All right. So I'm so glad that that is out of the way. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so I also want to discuss some other things. I know that the whole mascara gate thing was a while back, but I do want to talk about how people are saying it's no big deal. And I'm tired of talking about this too, but I'm just going to go ahead and put this all in this one episode. So I made a video um, with my, you know, and I, honestly, I'm qualified to talk about it. I've been looking into unethical business practices since August of 2018. I've been a licensed esthetician and makeup artist 
since 2004. And I feel like, you know, this is uh, my alley to discuss these things. And uh, I made a, a TikTok video and there's people on there who are just coming after me like, oh, you're a hater. It reminds me so much of an MLM. It's wild. And I also posted, you know, Federal Trade Commission guidelines. So I'm going to go ahead and go over that with everyone right now. So the Federal Trade Commission has something on their website. Shout out to Mombi for sending me this. Thank you. And it says Disclosures 101 for social media influencers. And I also put all of this on my TikTok. If you're not following my TikTok, please follow my TikTok. And I'm going to kind of summarize it for everyone. But um, basically it's saying, you know, the FTC works to stop deceptive ads, which all of you guys know that. Um, and its endorsement guides go into detail about how advertisers and endorsers can stay on the right side of the law. And if they endorse a product through social media, their endorsement message should be obvious that they have a relationship, you know, with the brand. So it's also saying, and I'm, again, I'm skimming all of this. You know, you can go watch my TikTok for every word by word. But, you know, when to disclose, it's saying you disclose uh, when you have any financial, employment, personal, or family relationship with the brand. And it, it goes on to say that financial relationships aren't limited to money. Disclose the relationship if you got anything of value to mention a product. If a brand gives you a free or discounted products or other perks, then you need to mention that as well. Even if you were not asked to mention the product, do not assume that your followers already know um, that this is a brand relationship and you have to make disclosures even if you think that your evaluations are unbiased. Also, I want to go over the, the tags, the likes, the pins, and similar ways um, showing that you like a brand or product. That is also endorsements. So if you're posting abroad, the U.S. law applies, even if it's reasonably foreseeable. And that post will affect United States consumers. So foreign laws may also apply to that as well. Okay, so it also states on how to disclose everything that you need to place things um, that are hard to miss. So it, it should be placed within the endorsement itself. And they're likely to be missed if it's only in like the about me or profile page. And yeah, so it has to be there. Also, you cannot mix the disclosures in a group of hashtags or links. Now, also, if this endorsement is in the form of a video, the disclosure has to be in the video and clear. It cannot be up there for one or 0.21 seconds like that specific individual. And it cannot be put in the hashtags like that. And reason being for that is some people are just listening to it. Some people are reading it. So you don't know if they're just listening to it or if they are reading it. Also, whenever you're doing like a live stream, it needs to be said multiple times because you don't know when people are joining the live, basically. So you don't know if they're going to join and they didn't hear it whenever you first said it. So it needs to be, you know, reiterated throughout the live. It's also saying not to use vague language like collab 
because it doesn't say collaboration. Like if it says collab, that's not correct. All right. So, I mean, I guess that's all I want to go over with everyone today. I just thought it was super important because I started this episode and I want to finish the episode and be on the lookout for new episodes to come. And as always, I want to thank everyone for listening. Thank you so, so much for listening. And I hope that everyone has an amazing rest of the day and a wonderful rest of the week.